Hey guys, welcome back to Floral Couch Conversations. I'm Emily. And I'm Alyssa. And we have our very first guest of 2020. Woo woo! No way. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Danny is back. Yes, we had her on. We were trying to figure out when it was, like probably over a year ago. No, I think think it was was March. March, Last March. Yeah. So just under a year. Yeah. Um, Highly meditated episode. And so much has changed oh yeah because now that's the name of my podcast yes yeah yeah so now you have your own podcast your own reiki practice Mm -hmm. and what else is happening a lot yeah so last time i came on i feel like it was the beginning of my awakening and i was super hesitant to like tell my story or not hesitant but i was scared to Um, And basically the whole rest of 2019 was just a huge learning experience for me. Um, And I got my Reiki one and two training. And then more recently I finished up my master training too. Um, I've learned some other modalities. Like I practice breathwork meditation now and I'll be getting certified in that later this year. Um, And then around October, I think it was, I started getting visions of uh, opening up my own practice so that's what I've done <laughs> it's impressive like October is not that long ago and yeah you did it I know so in October I just started practicing on people that wanted to be practiced on like Alyssa <laughs> um, and I did it in exchange for like donation dollar amounts or positive testimonials so um, just because like when you're doing work I think it's important to get something back otherwise there's like an imbalance of the exchange so Mm -hmm. even if it's something small it's um good to ask for something back I think um and it allowed me to I don't know gain some experience and like increase my Reiki flow with Reiki uh I don't know if anybody listening knows what Reiki is yeah I was just just gonna say for people who don't know what Reiki is can you give like a overview yeah so um it's basically just energy Um, It comes from a different dimension, which sounds weird, but it's not. It's just like that's how most healing modalities come through to us. Like somebody, you know, on planet Earth is able to like channel the energy and like learn all of the messages, whether it comes from like Jesus or Buddha or like whatever, like shamanism has all sorts of theories about where this sort of energy comes from. Um, And I actually have Holy Fire 3 Reiki which comes from the third heaven and it was channeled through my teacher William Lee Rand um, and that came to us in 2014 so it's hard to describe where it really comes from because it's not like anything that we can physically see but um, you get it and it comes out through your palms and the practitioner just like applies it to the person um, the client and they're laying on a table usually most of the time so it's like super relaxing like a massage uh Alyssa what would you say it feels like yeah no it's just you lay your hands and it's always like your hands are like extremely warm I don't does that always Mm -hmm. happen during Reiki Mm -hmm. and you yeah you just lay your hands and there's like relaxing music and there's usually some essential oils that smell really good and relaxing and I don't know it's just calming and I can like at least in my experience like I can feel because I'll get like weird muscle twitches that I wouldn't normally get so I can like kind of feel it and I um I think the more open I'm learning that you are to the process, like I even get like mental images that I wouldn't normally get. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's normal. Some people see colors uh, and stuff like that. And some people just say that their mind was able to shut off for the first Mm -hmm. time in a long time. Uh, And, you know, there's a lot of theories about like what Reiki can really help. But from a scientific standpoint, they're still kind of working on it. But it's in over 900 hospitals now. For like chronic pain or other anything, uh, like surgery, it can help you the patient relax more. Um, if somebody's like really nauseous, it usually helps with nausea too. And then, uh, I don't know, it helps like old people that are in pain and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And then also, a lot of times, family members that are about to lose somebody are under stress as well. So now it's coming in that Reiki is used on the family of the sick person. I could see that. Yeah. Um. But I think like how I came around to this was like uh, the more you practice Reiki, the stronger your flow gets. So I wanted to practice for a few months before I started like opening up a practice. Yeah. And as someone that was um, an October test case, 
yeah you were one practice. of my first yeah. and then also has gone to the actual legitimate practice totally different experiences and that's partially because obviously you've had more training and also I like became more open to it but mm-hmm. um it is like so crazy how two how different the two experiences were for me anyway mm-hmm. yeah and then with Reiki too I'm also an intuitive which I talked about on the last episode mm-hmm. but a lot of what I did in 2019 was developing my skills uh, and learning, like just learning what the heck I was receiving when I was getting information from people and stuff like that. So I spent a lot of time practicing in a class for that in 2019 too. And when used in combination with Reiki, I think the two are just like so powerful. So that's what I'm doing. <laughs> I love it. Very cool. So how long has your practice been open? Mm, February 1st is when I started renting my space. So So. like not even 20 days. And how many clients have you had? Five. You were number five yesterday. I feel like that's like really cool for like, and you said the other four were like strangers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So like it's getting out there. People are wanting this sort of energy healing. Like, I don't know. I just think it's really cool. Did you guys watch, have you seen the goop lab series on netflix yet no i've heard of it though and that i that it's good yeah so it's funny because that came out like i think in the early part of the year Mm -hmm. like in january or something and that's how fun somebody found me they watched that like they watched the mediumship one and then they watched the energy one and she was like i just really need to go get reiki and she found me online (laughs) is that the gwyneth paltrow the goop yeah mm-hmm. i should watch the mediumship one i'm yeah it's good so into stuff like so, that <laughs> i like think that's interesting because i 100 percent believe in mediumship and mm-hmm. reiki but um a lot of what gwyneth paltrow tends to believe is not actually backed by any sort of mm-hmm. so like anti-vaccines and such which <laughs> and candles so, smell like vaginas. So, yeah exactly <laughs> so i would say um, i want to watch but take everything with a grain of salt yeah. from that show have you seen the whole thing um i watched most of the episodes okay my favorite was the medium one obviously and then yeah the one with wim hoff who's he's the ice man do you know who that is no Mm-mm. so he basically does this style of breath work that um can help you do anything sort of interesting so the episode that he did uh it's like cold exposure therapy so oh. people you like learn how to breathe in the freezing cold mm-hmm. and it cures your anxiety and stuff like that it gives you like a stronger mind so the episode with him was like he took a group of people for the weekend and taught them how to breathe and they all jumped into lake tahoe at 38 degrees and all swam to the shore and they were all fine wow yeah. that is cool yeah i do breath work too it's a different style than his but i'm excited to try his <laughs> i've jumped in a frozen lake before but jumped right out yeah. like a polar plunge yeah polar Same. plunge it was i would totally do it again it was a great experience it's like really good for your health mm-hmm. too they say he says <laughs> <laughs> like cryotherapy yeah i always say living in minnesota is free cryotherapy <laughs> kind of <laughs> <laughs> yeah but um there's that one and then the mediumship one is interesting because there's this chick on there who doesn't believe in it um and she like i don't know it's it, from my perspective as she's doing it it's clear to me that she's not getting information because she's just super closed off to the yeah. idea of it um but then there is another girl from like the goop company it's all employees that go to this stuff and she basically is like a rock star at it she's super good like a natural medium almost and then and she didn't know she had it she said at the beginning of the show i think she said she was really interested in it mm-hmm um, and she's kind of like been drawn to that field a lot, but yeah, I don't think she really knew her ability. Um, but like that episode is, I had to Google it cause I was wondering what people's reaction would be to it. And there's a ton of articles out about it being fraudulent. Really? Yeah. I mean, I feel like there's always going to be skepticism, but yeah. interesting. I know my own family doesn't believe that I'm a medium, so <laughs> whatever. How do you, I guess, usually get into the headspace of like communicating? Um, like, is that a specific person you're trying to reach when you do when you get connected, or does it sometimes just like come to you? 
So, uh, like, if I'm doing it in a Reiki session, for example, I'm not trying to, but it yeah. uh, mm-hmm. sometimes does. Like, uh, if the loved one is really strong and, like, they really want to get a message through. Like, so on my friend Sarah, for example, when I was practicing with her, um, her mom died when she was super young. So her mom was, like, very eager to come through. Um, and usually they'll come through when I'm working on the person's, like, heart area. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I usually stop the session like not stop it but you know i'm like this person is here would you like to ask them any questions yeah um and hear what they have to say but i don't usually so i was originally offering mediumship sessions like 30 minute sessions separate from reiki and i actually took that down from my website um and i just received guidance that i don't really need to rely on that offering okay um like the people that have benefit the most from it will get it in the reiki session Mm -hmm. um and yeah, I don't know. I've I've definitely practiced it a lot though. So I could. Do you want me to read you right now? <laughs> sure. I mean, if you is that what you're looking for? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, if you're open to it. Yeah, I will say I'm like kind of energetically off right now because of my coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no worries. <laughs> I am open to it if you. Um. I think I would have to meditate for like 10 minutes to chill the fuck out because okay. of all this caffeine first. But maybe at the end. Okay. Sure. Like, or before we read cards or something, I'll see if I can do it. Okay. It's just hard because you have to get into a super relaxed state. Yeah. Which I'm not in right now. <laughs> <laughs> totally get it. Are there any um, things that you read and you're a skeptic about? I guess, I mean, that's like a very broad question. But as in regards to like spiritualness that you're like, oh, no, the um, I wouldn't say that I'm skeptical of it, but there's certain kind of psychics out there that give readings, um, and I think it's, like, low energy, and I was actually just talking with the, about this to my girlfriend that I got breakfast with, because um, she has been to a psychic a few times, and she was telling her stuff that wasn't necessarily helpful information, um, so for example this friend went to see the psychic and the psychic told her that her and her boyfriend um that she's going to marry will have financial issues and stuff like that and i don't really i don't see the point in giving those types of readings so that's not what i do so i call what i do intuitive guidance where i'm only seeing options that are for your best and highest good for me to relay to you mm-hmm. um so i'm trying to think of an example so, like, if somebody is wondering whether they should move to X town instead of staying where they're at right now, I'll hear, like, no, it might be best for you to stay in your current town and get grounded before you move. Or I might say, like, yes, it's time to move now uh, if you feel ready. And I always tell people to, like, listen through the lens of their own intuition before taking everything to heart. Because, like I said, those low energy psychics are, I don't know, it's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. It's, like, the kind of psychics that can tell you... um, like the date of your death yeah. how is that helpful information right. it's like i don't need to know right yeah and it's i think it's impressive that they can like access that kind of information but i would never try to how i guess how does that fit in with like destiny because like if you if someone could tell you the date of your death like if you got a reading a week later could something change if you like change the path of your mm-hmm. life mm-hmm. that's what i that, that's so what like, i'm talking about because it's you, not set in stone yeah you always have free will right and so when a psychic is reading they're reading the present energy they're not reading like all of the future things that could happen mm-hmm. based on free will okay. they're, they're just like reading current right. energy there's so many other things to take into context that mm-hmm. will that could and probably will change like mm-hmm. your life path mm-hmm. so if she's saying if the psychic is saying you have financial issues I mean, I guess that's like a warning of like, watch out for your financial. Yeah. Like the way that I would say that is like, maybe be like more conscious about what your issues around money could be or like, you know, be conscious about budgeting. Don't say like you're going to have money problems for sure because there's no way to determine that. Yeah. I also feel like that's such a generic thing. Like, yeah, (laughs) like (laughs) that's true. You could probably predict that most people at one point will have an argument about money and marriage. Like, Mm mm-hmm. I would guess that that could be, like, I don't know if that's, like, a lazy reading or what that would be, like you said, low energy, but it just feels, like, surface right. It could apply to so many different right. things. Right. Mm-hmm. 
yeah i don't know so that's not what i do (laughs) (laughs) and we are thankful for it (laughs) (laughs) i'm trying to think of what else i might think of as skeptical or fraudulent i don't know like on the goop episode some people did say that um like she could be making all this up that was like some of the criticism like Mm -hmm. these are you know messages that could apply to anybody but i don't know i know exactly how the information comes through myself so Mm -hmm. to like watch somebody else do it makes a lot of sense like i know if they're being real or not i don't know yeah i guess but you're more in touch with like obviously more in touch with your intuitive self that like that probably to the plain jane Mm -hmm. wouldn't be as clear but yeah i don't know like i said my own family doesn't believe in it so (laughs) has your family become more open to your gifts like as you've kind of come into them and explored them more do Um, you have you talked to your family more about it yes and no like I mean, I literally have, like, an intuitive reading part of my business, and they still don't necessarily believe that. Like, it's weird because they believe in me, and they're really supportive of my new path and all of that, but when it comes to, like, the actual work I'm doing, I think they're still really skeptical, um, and I haven't practiced with them. It's kind of a boundary for me to not practice with mm-hmm. them, so I don't know. That makes sense. It's like if you were a therapist, you would not yeah. therapize your family. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Have you ever seen anything or heard anything that scared you in a meditation or um, Reiki um, session or? Yeah. So before I got trained appropriately, I would actually like uh, have ghosts come to me. Uh, it's just something that you guys want to hear about. Okay. Sure. <laughs> Emily's kind of scared. Of, I'm actually we're both scared of ghosts, yeah. but I think it's interesting. And I asked the question. So Yeah. So. <laughs> I heard this once, untrained mediums are ghost magnets. And I totally think that's true because I had experiences with ghosts before I learned how to like send them to the light. So a ghost is a spirit or somebody that died that didn't um, go to the light or go to heaven. And so there's many reasons for this. Like sometimes they die in a confused way or they were like on substances or they're attached to somebody or something on earth that they just felt so strongly they didn't want to leave um and so they like miss this window of time that spirits have to go to the light and then they get stuck on earth and it it could be like you know 10 years it can be one year but it's like there's no sense of time for them really so they try to find people that can help them Mm -hmm. um which is why like sometimes untrained mediums will attract them because like the ghost knows that the medium can help them but um the medium is untrained so Mm -hmm. they don't know what to do interesting yeah um but that never happens to me anymore like i never attract them anymore yeah i just set the boundary not to which makes sense yeah you're so well trained so did you (laughs) was there an experience that like kind of scared you or yeah um so i actually had the ghost of somebody that i knew at one point kept coming to me in in multiple places that I lived and this was all before I was untrained so finally like I found my teacher and she taught me how to like send them to the light and I basically just had a conversation with him and he went to it and now I've communicated with him now that he's on the other side like uh in the light Mm -hmm. is what they say uh and then I had a couple people like waywards as what we call them um come to me and one of them was a little girl actually Um, And I just, like, sent them to the light. It's kind of freaky because uh, as a normal person or even as, like, an untrained medium, it just kind of feels like somebody's in your house. Mm -hmm. And or it's, like, you feel like somebody's watching you at 3 o'clock in the morning. And it's really creepy. I don't know. That's how I always felt before. Yeah, that's how, like, the, like, horror movie version in my head is. Which I feel like, yeah, so I just, like... I'm very closed off to it, so probably will never actually happen because of that, but... <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I never, like, see them, really. Mm-hmm. It's just, more of a knowing that they're there. Yeah. Uh, some people see them, but I just don't, and I think as long as you, like, know how to set boundaries with them, they leave mm-hmm. you alone for the most part. I was listening to... It was a podcast that Monica, the medium, was on, and she was saying that 
when she has when she has had experiences like that where she's like closed off to it and just like wants to go to sleep or like just wants to be normal she like will say out loud like no i'm not open to it like don't come to me mm-hmm. um and that seems to work for her so yeah sometimes i do that if i'm like feeling like like something yeah i don't know if i'm like scared about something i will do that like yeah it's good if i wake up at three in the morning and i'm scared yeah boundary setting yeah speaking of monica the medium i that reminded me that i used to like listen to podcast episodes and stuff of mediums and i was so jealous i was like it's so funny because i was like i'm never going to be that intuitive like i'm never going to know how to do any of that and I would be jealous and just like so interested in it. But in reality, it was like I just didn't have the training um, and hadn't gone through enough of my own like healing to open up that much. Mm-hmm. But now that you've had a lot of training, and do you feel like you can instantly know how intuitive people are, like instinctively when you meet them, mm-hmm. and, like where they're at with that? Because everyone's got, like, a level of intuitiveness, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, and more people, some people are more in tune than others. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, everyone has different gifts, but Yeah, I mean, I can't really tell, like, how in tune they are. Um, but it's, like, the further along the healing journey you go, the more open you become to, like, energy and holistic practices and intuition and stuff like that, I think. Um but for you two, I feel like I can easily pinpoint like what you your intuitive gifts are. Um, can you share them? <laughs> <laughs> Who should we start with? Emily. <laughs> okay. Okay. So Emily's your your gift is like uh, clear seeing. So there's the types of clairs or psychic senses are clear uh, sentience, which which is clear feeling, clairvoyance, which is clear seeing. Uh, clear cognizance which is clear knowing um and then i'm missing one what am i missing hearing no yes clear audience thank you (laughs) (laughs) um so emily's is clairvoyance um and some people that consider themselves clairvoyance like see a lot of images but for you i think it's more like you just have the ability to like see truth and things like you don't uh it's like your eyes are like a dart to the truth almost um we've always talked about your good bs radar oh really (laughs) yeah yeah that makes sense like if someone is like not being true to themselves or not or like lying i can i always know Mm -hmm. yeah you can even actually fun not fun fact but like i feel like this like is a prime example like i will text emily and immediately she will know oh she's texting me this way because she's anxious Mm. like immediately like oh yeah like and I didn't even say anything. Like, through a text, I'll be like, what's wrong? <laughs> yeah. Like, um, I actually had this experience, too, where I met um, a coworker because I started a new job. And, like, something about her just, like, told me that she was, like, going through a hard time or that, that she, like, had been going through a hard time. And then, but I didn't know anything about her. Like I just met her like on the first day of work. And then like a few weeks later, I learned that her dad died when she was younger and Mm. she's like dealing with like, um, health issues of another loved one. And I was like, wow, like I totally just knew that about her. Yeah. Your your third eye is open. Saying hi. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I did that in college to people like, uh, as a party trick. Yeah. I remember you (laughs) talked about that on our last episode it was so unethical (laughs) i mean but you didn't know no i had no idea like i would just be out with my girlfriends and like pull it out my butt and (laughs) the guys that i was like doing it to would be like what are you talking about who do what what one of my friends do you know and i was just like none (laughs) but i don't know so yeah i can totally relate to that because that's usually how it comes in through Mm -hmm. me too is like i just know something about them um but i try not to do this anymore like i shut i learned how to like shut it off and turn it on yeah so it doesn't happen as frequently as it used to but uh yeah if you have questions about how to deal with that let me know (laughs) i don't think it's been like an issue like because it's not like i do anything with it i'm just kind of like oh that's a fun fact like i knew that before i even yeah um, actually something else happened to me um recently that was really weird so i have 
one of my old bosses, a lady that hired me at um, an, um, my like first job out of college, um, was a super nice lady, and um, she like doesn't work there anymore. And um, I like hadn't seen her or talked to her in a while, but I'm friends on Facebook, so I like see what she's been up to. Um, and for some reason, I like I was going to the post office to drop off a package, and I got out of my car and was walking towards the door, and I just like had this vision of her randomly in my head. Like all of a sudden, I just like got this vision of her face, and she has like bright red hair. And I was like, oh, like why is she? popping why is Denise popping into my head right now this is weird so I kept walking and then all of a sudden she comes out of the door of the post office yeah it was so weird that's clairvoyance for sure oh my god clear seeing (laughs) okay crazy yeah interesting your third eye is like wide open I wonder so I developed this gift like when I was growing up in a traumatic household um and it was actually because like I had to be able to read the energy of my house before I came home from school and like walked in the door because I wanted to know like what it would be like. That's how I think. I mean, I think partially I was born with it too, but that's how I think it really got developed from a young age is like my childhood. But yeah, I think we all develop our intuition differently based on experiences, but. Mm -hmm. Makes a lot of sense though. Mm -hmm. I totally, I forgot about that until now. It was so weird when it happened but cool yeah Melissa do you do you know what your gift is I don't think so yours is clairsentience clear feeling (laughs) so does that mean um so this is what I'm thinking for you is like it you like pick up on the energy of people and you can almost feel it as if it's uh your own and this is different from like Emily just knowing because it's like your senses are coming in as like you need to feel them in order to understand them yourself um which is like hard that's like a really hard one to have I can definitely see that because like I um yeah I definitely feel like I can like empathize with people and like I can put myself and like be very sad about a total stranger for a very long time because I can like feel like what a family's feeling from their tragedy is that like the mm-hmm. yeah is totally that, that is I don't have that at all no no I even have that with like surface level TV shows. Like, yeah, like I have to stop watching because like it's too emotional. Like I can't stop thinking about things like I have to take a break because like it just like weighs too much on mm-hmm. my yeah. and that's why I need I happy ending. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people that I even know from this like can't watch the news. Yeah. It makes them too upset because they're taking it on as if it mm-hmm. was their own. Interesting. I guess I kind of always knew that, but I didn't call it anything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I do. Yeah. And these gifts like all change too. Yeah. Like over time in different periods of your life. But see, you guys are both your own psychics and you didn't even know. (laughs) (laughs) I also was thinking that you saying that out loud kind of reminds me of something you said yesterday after Ricky and just like that like. I need to remember to like have fun and not take life so seriously and like it's probably because I'm like not even my own emotions but maybe I'm like taking on the world's emotions and I need to like knock it off life's not that bad (laughs) yeah well you can just learn how to set boundaries and stuff Mm -hmm. literally I think energy work would be really beneficial for you like if you got your own Reiki um, and stuff like that too because you learn how to like build fields of protection around you almost like a reiki certification you mean Mm -hmm. interesting a lot of people get just like level one or level one and two for themselves that's why i got it originally i was like wanting it for my own spiritual guidance tool to open up my own intuition and then later i just learned that i was supposed to be practicing on other people but (laughs) you should send me some links and information on how you yeah Yeah, i feel like that would be helpful for me too yeah probably but like for myself and just for my own future career yeah I mean when I was in my master training I think there was only like two or three of us in the 10 or 11 person class that was actually practicing on other people it's super common for people to just get it for themselves mm-hmm. I never even thought about that well honestly I didn't know about Reiki until like you opened my eyes so <laughs> it's no surprise that I never thought about it being like something you do for yourself versus for other people so yeah 
you have a smirk <laughs> well i just thought that was so cool like i still can't get over the fact that i like saw <laughs> denise in my head and then and she, then was she there. just appeared and i feel like i want that to keep happening because i just thought <laughs> it was so cool <laughs> what are your gifts? such a random thing um my gifts were actually pretty much the same as uh emily's but um so like i said is like i first developed my intuition coming from a traumatic household and part of that too like um what it did for me is it like i can see people's issues in childhood like really specifically um and you know in reiki sessions like the only thing that i'll ever see is what their spirit wants me to see to help them heal um so it's not like i'm walking around like seeing people's issues and stuff like that but it is like you know when i was using it as a party trick in college like i said it was like i could pinpoint like whether somebody's dad was an alcoholic or like whether their mom was emotionally detached and stuff like that but i don't ever do that anymore right it's like unethical in my opinion to do now but Mm -hmm. that's part of my gift is like being able to see um like where issues might stem from and it took me a while to realize that i had that ability because i was meant to help people not just because it was cool um and then the other thing I'd say is, like, I have a really strong connection to animals, too. Um, like, I usually see power animals in sessions. Like yours, Alyssa. I know. Okay. Yeah. Side note. So, first Reiki session I had with Danny, she kept seeing a swan. And then we pulled cards. We did oracle cards. Mm-hmm. Um, past, present, future. Present was swan. And then... Um, yesterday i got a reiki session she didn't see any animals but we did oracle cards and my past was swan of the how many cards like mm-hmm. that were picked and you pick three mm-hmm. and swan is so what still is there. swan like what does that mean um it well it has a lot of different meanings but for Alyssa, i think it's like creativity and like inner peace and clarity and stuff like that like things that you should strive for but also you know the when it comes in as your past card sometimes that's just the meaning that like this animal is with you throughout your whole Mm -hmm. life like that's your power animal which is that's what i think it is for you yeah i feel like what else was it i think it was related to power too yeah so that's where i like i feel like last year i did a lot of like soul searching to like really like love myself and like mentally i'm in like a really good place and i feel like like taking back my own power was kind of how I mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like truly loving myself and like I don't know that's where I kind of inter- how I kind of internalized it mm-hmm. I see that <laughs> fun fact <laughs> <laughs> yeah I don't know I'm still trying to figure out all my gifts to be honest but do you think you'll ever have them figured out though completely because no. they keep changing mm-hmm so I actually got and it's like every time I do breath work I get more insight on it too and this is always this is just how humans are like we never stop growing and we never stop healing and you a lot of people like want to be healed but my mentor is 58 years old and she's been healing herself for 30 years so I think we just always continue to grow and like our gifts evolve and we evolve and Mm so um I think actually I am going to have a book or something. Like, I think writing is involved, too. And Mm -hmm. uh, in my astrology chart, it says that, like, channeled writing is something that I could be doing, too. Um, What's your astrology chart? It's kind of nuts. (laughs) I'm a quadruple (laughs) Virgo. What is that? Like, how do you determine this, and what does this mean? So I have four planets in Virgo. Okay. Um, So it's, like, that's, like, a lot. (laughs) most people don't have that many um and the other thing is i don't know have you guys ever had a natal chart reading no No. do you know your sun signs no you don't even know like you're just like oh yeah Yeah. i'm a gemini i'm a taurus okay i'm a taurus moon uh i don't know what i am gemini but um so gemini i think is an air sign right yeah Uh, i don't know i just know that everyone's like oh actually Everyone thinks Geminis are crazy, and I was in an Uber on the way to my birthday party once, and I told the Uber driver this, because she was like, this nice lady making conversation, she's like, oh, Gemini, girl, we know you're crazy, and I was like, excuse you, (laughs) like, 
not all Geminis, which is also a great meme account. Anyway. So, oh my God. Yeah, I think, I feel like the Gemini is around communication too. Like strength and communication is what I mean. I think my mid heaven is in Gemini is what it's called, but I don't know. Taurus or Taurus? Taurus. <laughs> Taurus, Taurus. Um, I had a four Taurus. <laughs> it's all about stability and like hard work and stuff. How would we find out? Like, you can go to this app called CoStar. I was just gonna look it up on my phone. Okay, it, and you just need your birth date, um, time, and location. Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll have to look into that. Yeah, and I'm just thinking about all the things that I learned when you were on our last podcast, and like how that affected my life. Like, really? Well. I learned about the adult chair from you and I've been listening. I haven't listened to, there's like, I mean, it's like a five-year-old podcast or even longer than that. Yeah, I so, think it's from like 2014. Yeah. Um, so I kind of just like picked episodes here and there, but there was one about um, intuitive or like empathetic um, people where they had someone who was intuitive or like could feel what other people feel. And I think I talked about this on another episode, but um, the lady that was on explained that like sometimes when you're talking to someone, you attribute like what they're feeling as your own feelings. Mm. And so like if someone is talking to you and they're like feeling anxious about something like you are feeling anxious and you're like put like. And I feel like that happens to me a lot where I'm talking to someone and I'm like, oh, they're feeling like this. Um, Or like they think I'm weird, but really it's like maybe they think that I think they're weird. Oh. (laughs) And that sounds like a trip. Um. (laughs) (laughs) It was. It was such a weird episode. And so then from that, I was like, okay, well, maybe that's, I don't know, so, so many confusing things, but. But I, but you also told me that I have the healing. Oh yeah, line. you have the healer's line on mm-hmm. your on your hand. And I really took that to heart because, and then like also the cards that you drew for me, I can't remember exactly what it was, but it said something about how like I needed to like take that next step, and I like knew what I needed to do. I just had to do it, mm-hmm. and um, it took me a few months, but I started having like visions of becoming a therapist and like feeling like God was like sending me these messages that like, okay, it's time. Now's the time you have to do it. And before, like it took me like a year and a half where I was like, I know I need to do this, but I'm scared. I don't know how to do it. Mm -hmm. I don't know what steps I need to take. And then like all of a sudden I was having visions and like voices saying like, it's time you need to do it. And it was so easy. I just did it. That's awesome. I can't believe that happened after just a little podcast recording. <laughs> so that's super cool. So yeah. So thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> I just got the uh, app and put in my information. Yeah. I don't know what any of it means, but I know what I'm doing this afternoon. So yeah, I'm not a pro. I mean, I have like some people that were in my um, psychic training class that do astrology and stuff. Uh, that are a lot better at it than I am but I have like I know certain things um like the sun my sun and my Jupiter are both in the 12th house which is uh the 12th house is about the unseen world so that's basically like why I have these abilities Mm -hmm. um water signs are usually like more intuitive too so if you have like sun moon or rising and water it's usually a pretty pretty good indication that you've got something going on like I said, we all have it. It's just like how many layers are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Besides Reiki, what other advice would you give people if they want to explore their intuitiveness? Mm. I mean, for me, it was meditation as the gateway. Well, actually, it was trauma as the gateway. But <laughs> <laughs> Isn't uh, it always? Right. <laughs> uh, I think like meditation was really my gateway. And then like becoming more conscious of what I was experiencing like stuff like therapy and yoga helped me too and I I was like practicing all of these things for a certain amount of time and then I just suddenly had a huge awakening after my dad's death Mm -hmm. which I talked about last time but um I don't it's hard for me because my story is like not normal 
you know what i mean like right i was practicing a lot of like wellness techniques that everybody does and then all of a sudden it was just like boom like i woke up um and those like awakening experiences are becoming a lot more common now too but uh i don't know i mean half the time like people are already intuitive they just don't know it Mm -hmm. like i don't know like you for example you saw that woman's face and Mm -hmm. then you saw her in the post office like that kind of stuff happens to a lot of people and they just don't talk about it or don't like think about it yeah yeah like know that that's i also get deja vu a lot where i feel like i've like dreamed that this that some situation has happened before like that happens to me like every few days i think so i always wonder how common that is yeah i don't know i used to get it too i don't really get it anymore okay but i don't know i feel like just start paying attention to weird stuff that happens and i think like connecting with nature and wildlife is a huge part of that too like i posted about it on my instagram the other day how i saw like when you see something in the wild and you get this like weird message from it or like you have this Mm -hmm. like onrush of a feeling that's not that's not a coincidence that's like your intuition telling you to pay attention um and that you're being guided Mm -hmm. so i don't know other than that i think the longer you go within like the further you are on the inward journey into like healing yourself and exploring Mm -hmm. yourself the more intuitive you become um also could you explain i guess what breathwork meditation is and how that differs from other meditation yes i would love to (laughs) so i actually am doing a breathwork session tonight after this but so the practice the style that i practice is uh done by david elliott he's the teacher of it and it's like it's an active meditation versus like a calm meditation where you're trying to quiet your mind so you're actually physically breathing into your belly then breathing into your chest and then out at once so the um the pattern is and you basically do it for like 10 minutes um, and your mind is telling you to stop because it's actually really hard and your mind knows that it's about to shut off and that's exactly what happens is your mind just goes blank your intuitive channels are open and you like I talk to my soul during it usually um or I just have like childhood trauma clearings um or just it's like my subconscious is rewiring itself to heal sort of is what happens and like some people it's different for everybody some people have released chronic pain from it uh some people just feel like more positive and easy going on an everyday basis that's usually what happens to me too in the following days um but so i'd say that the whole practice of it lasts only like 30 to 45 minutes uh but it's important to spend time to like journal afterwards and to meditate beforehand too because um it it kind of just like sets the intention for it so i don't know like i said david elliott is the founder of this style and then Aaron Telford is who I usually take classes from, uh, or Brie Melanson. And they have these, like, online virtual breathwork groups that you can just do from your bed. Interesting. Yeah, it's really nice. Um, and it's only, like, $30, which, for two hours, which is a good deal. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how much a yoga class is, so. Okay, do you guys have, like, questions that you want to know about your life that could possibly be answered in a card reading? what are card readings look like when they're not like past present future or is that the most common that's usually the one that i am like feeling Mm. will be the most beneficial but sometimes uh you can just pull a card like in the morning is what i do a lot of times like what do i need to know today yeah um stuff like that or another one that you can do is like the path and then the obstacle so that one's good for like something specific like you're trying to navigate a certain transition Mm mm-hmm um or sometimes i just hear like have them pull x amount of cards and just read them yeah i don't know i usually just try to use my intuition about it and not like stick to certain uh draws or spreads is what they're called okay yeah i don't do tarot cards either because i feel like tarot is that's like the traditional kind that like taboo psychics would use or what I call taboo psychics but um and I do know a lot of people that are really talented that use them but I don't like them because there's some darkness in them so I just stick to my Mm -hmm. oracle cards yeah to your earlier point 
why do you need to know that (laughs) yeah like there's certain cards in the tarot deck that uh are just not necessarily pointing to like a good outcome (laughs) Mm -hmm. whereas like the cards in oracle decks that are not necessarily pointing to a good outcome are more so pointing to something that you could work on yeah yeah positive spin Mm -hmm. do you have a question i don't know if it's like a specific question but my husband and I have been like planning this far off move to somewhere in the Pacific Northwest because we both feel like we've lived in Minnesota our whole lives and we want to like try something else but I feel like we're also both really scared and don't want to leave our families and our friends and it might and sometimes I feel like it's me pushing it more on him than than it is um like both of us wanting to go so i guess my and like now it's getting to the point where it's like okay we need to figure out what we're gonna do if we if our goal is to move in within the next year Mm -hmm. so that's kind of like what's going on in my brain do you want to do a path and the obstacle draw sure for that okay Okay, I've chosen two cards. Ooh, a camel and a snake. Okay, so the camel is the path. Okay, so I drew two cards. The path and the obstacle. Yeah, so your path is the camel, uh, and the obstacle is the snake. These are cute cards. (laughs) (laughs) They are cute. Uh, And so this animal deck comes with a little guidebook that I like to use, but as I'm doing it, I also just like to make sure that the people who are getting the reading are like intuitively feeling if this is right for them or Mm -hmm. not. So uh, the camel says resourceful, independent and knows oneself. The camel can handle absolutely anything as it carries a wealth of nourishment within this wondrous creature is self-reliant and handles challenge with ease. Even in the face of excess heat judgment or anger, the camel searches inside for the cool elixir of water to calm the situation. The camel represents the ultimate form of bringing opposites into balance and being responsible for one's own reactions. The camel is a wonderful traveler (laughs) (laughs) and is especially fond of trips to faraway lands. What? (laughs) (laughs) That's not, Um, that can't be right. (laughs) Don't leave me. (laughs) So when, listen to this though. So when in balance, you're calm, content with a sparkle in your eye. So make sure that that's like the feeling that you're maintaining as you're thinking about moving. Mm -hmm. Um, And then when out of balance, dehydrated and lacks vitality. So if it starts to become a chore, then that's like a sign that it may not be right. And also to bring into balance, it says go on a pilgrimage. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, And now is the obstacle. So this is the thing that in the situation you might have to like pay attention to a little Mm -hmm. bit more to overcome okay uh and this is the snake um guardian of unawakened magic and creative potential so the snake is a symbol for our highest potential it is said that our shakti our creative life life force lies dormant at the base of our spine in the form of a coiled snake regardless of whether this image rings true for you it's well worth considering the the amount of unawakened or untapped potential within What would life look like if you woke it up? How can you stir it from slumber? An experienced yoga or meditation teacher can lead the way. Make haste. The snake of card appears when there is no more time to waste. When in balance, it's prosperous, creative, and charismatic. And when out of balance, it starts and stops many things. So this to me sounds like um, just like using your intuition really and like being sure of your decisions and then also stuff like yoga and meditation can help you remain calm to make it okay the thing that stood out to me though was the snake appears when there's no more time to waste really and i feel like to me that means like don't put it off anymore like we can't be like okay we'll we'll add another year on Mm. do you want me to listen for myself like listen to see what i can pick up on sure yeah i'm hearing that you guys are ready like a year feels too long but not necessarily like you have to act now but like you said a year is i I wouldn't do a whole year of waiting yeah so the plan is like march of 2021 okay and that would give us enough time that's like when i have a break in classes 
mm. and and like would give us enough time to like get our self situated and do you feel like all of those steps are totally necessary before you go no i think like one of us should have a job okay i'm hearing be open to something new coming in like something that's not on the table yet okay uh and just like not necessarily setting that timeline in place because it might not be the most beneficial like what if you guys are over it a year from now over moving yeah i mean (laughs) i don't think we will i don't think we will be okay (laughs) like i think like a year isn't that long Mm -hmm. and if we're like working towards it Mm -hmm. i think yeah let me just see i don't know emily (laughs) really (laughs) i'm just getting the sense that it could be before that I guess be open to that. <laughs> well, the other thing is that, like, I think in the summer is when we would start, like, oh, put like looking for jobs and like using that time to like, um, like see what opportunities are out there. So maybe that means mm-hmm. it's like earlier. Yeah, I'm just getting the sense that it's not going to be like How don't shut don't shut it. down things that could be potential uh, like opportunities because it could come in sooner than a year. Okay, it could just all come together a lot quicker. Mm-hmm. Never know. It's happened like that before. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, Alyssa, you you got a reading yesterday, but I did. I was trying to think of another question because I also feel like I've learned a lot since <laughs> my reading. It's been a, it's been it's a quite, quite brutal twenty four hours. <laughs> it has a lot of them. Um, just do like a general, and then maybe we could like talk more. After. Yeah, um, or follow your heart. Do you think it'll be like the same as yesterday? If I did, like, a past, present, future. I don't know. That was a really big reading. Let <laughs> me pull out a new deck. Okay. Uh, I have another deck. It's more of a lighthearted Came one. on the snake. I gotta remember that. Yeah. You can take a photo of the descriptions. Okay. So, okay. Alyssa drew two cards what asking you- the question, what are her next steps? Yes. Um, after my mini breakthrough from Reiki yesterday. Not many. Large. Cards are so beautiful. They are. Also, what do you call this deck? Um, Work Your Light Oracle Cards. Okay. By Rebecca Campbell. Okay. <laughs> okay, so Alyssa drew Dance with Life. Wow. Interesting. We didn't talk about that at all yesterday. <laughs> no, not at all. It has nothing to do with... <laughs> Okay, do something to change your energy. Life is always moving. If you resist this ever-changing flow, your energy will become stagnant and you will fall out of flow with the universe. Okay, that's a little harsh, but... um, (laughs) The universe has a mysterious, intelligent force, a natural rhythmic beat which governs all of life. One of the best ways to shift your energy, frequency, and vibration is to put on some music and dance along with it. When we dance unrestrained, our spirit takes over. And with each new bop, sway, and kick, Kick. (laughs) we are rocked back into harmony with the rest of life. Get unstuck by doing something that shifts your vibration. Put on some music, dance unrestrained, and fall into the frequency of life. In doing so, your body will begin to learn how to be moved by your intuition. We talked about that yesterday. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Which is connected with this systemic beat. If dancing isn't your thing, then simply do something that you would not usually do to shift the energy you cannot solve a problem with the same mind that created it and you cannot attract a different experience without changing your energy first it's time to shift things up and find a way to dance along with the beat of life i feel like we talked about so much of that yesterday yes we did (laughs) it's like i'm psychic or something (laughs) or something a zumba class (laughs) maybe i think this is like which is one of the cards that indicates play like there's not very many of those in this deck yeah and just like basically like don't take life so seriously is what i'm like getting from it is like yeah just like um so the other card that we pulled for you though is called the crumbling it looks very dark no it's it's not okay crumbling seems ominous also but (laughs) the crumbling what are you clinging on to (laughs) There is a shift happening right now where anything inauthentic can no longer survive. Relationships, jobs, social structures, anything built on shaky ground is destined to tumble down. It's happening to bring you back home to who you truly are, both individually and to society. 
you can live a life that is in alignment with who you are. When you're in the thick of it, it can feel like a personal attack from the universe. Have faith because the difficult times will be your defining moments. You will be reborn in the fire. You are being called to surrender, to stop trying to hold it all together, to loosen your grip, to let the, the crumbling occur. It may be difficult at first, but in the end, the sooner you let go, the sooner the rebirthing will occur. What are you trying to hold together? What are you trying your best to avoid? How are you trying to pretend everything is okay? You have what it takes to allow what is falling away to tumble and fall. Once the tower has crumbled, you will be able to rebuild your home on solid ground with mighty foundations and a view that is so magnificent it will take your breath away each new morning. Kali is the goddess of destruction, and the Black Madonna are with you now. Lay it all on their altar. They can hold it all. (laughs) Wow. Dun, dun, dun. Seriously, I just feel like that's so much of what we were talking about this morning. And also, I just got like really emotional hearing you read that. So, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, girl. <laughs> You're going through it. We're, we're going to chat some more later. <laughs> Maybe off the podcast. Off off the line. Off the line. <laughs> Offline. We'll chat offline about that. <laughs> Give you 10 minutes back in your day. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Hashtag corporate speak. Please advise. <laughs> Per my last email, I'll stop. <laughs> Synergy. <laughs> okay, well, we've learned a lot. We've, yeah, felt a lot. How, felt a lot. How are you guys feeling? I feel good. I feel like... Do you feel intuitive? <laughs> I feel intuitive. I feel like I should be... I feel like I need to be more open and, like, learn a little bit more about this kind of stuff um because I feel like sometimes it does scare me and so that's why I close myself off to it but then when things like that things happen I'm like oh that's so cool I want to keep doing that and um so I think I just need to like kind of do my own research Mm -hmm. and figure out figure out what I want to get out of it Mm mm-hmm yeah I don't know everybody comes to it differently I think like for me I was super super closed off to it uh and then I like had this huge awakening and realized that my purpose is to be a healer um and then even then I was still resistant to it but it was like I knew I had to go out and learn all of these things and like help people with them but I was still closed off to it we all are because of our conditioning and it's just the way it is it's different but it is becoming more prevalent I think yeah how about you, Alyssa? I still feel so light from, from yesterday. yesterday's energy healing. And I don't know. I just feel like I feel mixed emotions. Like I feel like I have a lot to tackle. But also like I'm like somewhat proud of myself for like naming my issues that I need to overcome. Mm-hmm. I'm proud of you too. <laughs> and like, and I also feel like I never considered Reiki before, but I might look into that because I feel like boundaries could be really good to learn how to set those and also maybe help me be more open to other things Mm -hmm. like love avoidance just (laughs) that we talked about yeah um so yeah I don't know I think I have a lot to consider but I'm kind of like more excited for the future yeah good I also think it was validating to hear you say like this is what I see your gift as because I can describe all these things that happened to me, but you like put a word to it, which like mm-hmm. made me feel like, okay, yes, this is real. These things are happening. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I felt too. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Like telling my story for the first time of like some of my experiences that I had that you described. And then like my teacher just validating every single one of them was so crazy because I had, they had always been rejected by my family before mm-hmm. that. So I totally get it. Glad I could do that for you. Yeah. You're fulfilling your mission as a healer right here, live (laughs) on the air. (laughs) Wait, there's one thing I want to say about healing, though. Yeah. Um, Like, even though I identify myself as a healer, there's no such thing. Like, there are only self-healers, in my opinion. It's like a healer is somebody that holds space for somebody to heal themselves. Like, I'm not the one doing the work here. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm just, I'm relaying a message. I'm relaying positive energy. I'm relaying you know, Reiki or whatever you Mm want to call it. I'm not the one like doing the work. No, that makes it like, right. You have to be open to it and you have to want to heal heal yourself. Mm -hmm. Like you can take help from others, whether that's 
a Reiki practitioner or a therapist or however you're doing it, but you have to like, it has to be out of your own free will. Yeah, totally. You can lead the horse to water, but you can't make him drink. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, thank you. Yeah, thank you this guys. This is awesome. And um, word on the street is our listeners are going to get a special code to come get their own Reiki um, session or intuitive reading. Yeah. So I'm offering uh, 60 minute Reiki sessions uh, and then 90 session, 90 minute sessions as well, which are Reiki with intuitive guidance. Okay. Um, which is what Alyssa got yesterday. So use the code floral couch for $15 off either one of those kinds of sessions. And then um, my website is www.dannyheels.com. Check her out. Yeah, we'll post all of that in the show notes as well. So you can yeah. sign right on up. Cool. Thanks. Yeah. My, my IG is Danny Heels as well. So. Yes. Also some good material. I feel like everything you repost, I'm like, oh, I'm going to go follow this person now. <laughs> but oh, Well, thank you guys. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks everybody for listening to this episode of Floral Couch Conversations. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Floral Couch Conversations. Or feel free to reach out to us at floralcouchconversations at gmail.com. And if you're liking what you're hearing or not, tell all your friends anyway. <laughs> and <laughs> subscribe, please, and leave us a five-star review. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Bye. 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 Bye.